0: Hey, this is Quentin Moore, and I'm the pastor of the Father's House, and this is our podcast. Thanks for joining us today. I hope the message inspires you, gives you faith, and lets you see that God is truly moving in your life. We hope you enjoy today's message. Excited? That's it? Uh, how, many, how many of you are saved? Okay, so, so you're going to miss hell, right? Uh, Okay, so things are looking up, right? I, I've got just, I, it's just burning inside of me. And I was trying to find a way to to kind of start off this little thing. And I love Lord of the Rings. I'm a T, I'm a Tolkien nut. I'm a C.S. Lewis. I'm all of that stuff. So there's this little clip in, in one of them. And it's, uh, you gotta, you gotta watch fast because it's 15 seconds here. And there's just a line in there that uh, I want to speak right at this morning. So if you've never seen Lord of the Rings, I'm sorry. If you've never read the book, I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, the movie's phenomenal. Catch this. 15 seconds. I wish the ring had never come to me. I wish none of this had happened. So do all who live to see such times, but that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. Did you catch it? Go back up and do it again. to do is to decide what to do with the time that is given to us. Amen. See, the Bible tells us you and I don't control the times. That's right. None of you got to choose to be born whenever you were born. None of you get to choose whether or not you're living in 2021. You're here. This is our time for such a time as this. What you do have control of is how you respond to this time. I'm amazed at the number of people that think they can change times. They can change the stuff. You can't change the stuff. Well, we're going to pray. No, you're not going to change the stuff. See, real prayer is about getting in the step with God and praying what he's already praying. It's not really about twisting God's arm to do what, I, I mean, Thomas Merton says, what is the point of prayer? If at the point of prayer, you lose confidence in God to the degree that you start planning your own answer to your prayer. That's what most people do. They go to God and they start telling God the answer they want to their prayer. You don't get to choose the time. You don't get to remake the time. You get to choose how you respond to this moment and to this season. Luke's gospel, the fourth chapter, I love this gospel. I love this portion of scripture. Many of you are going to recognize it, but I hope to extract it. The whole sermon's prophetic, so you've got to buckle in and stay. If you stop listening to me about five minutes in, you're going to miss the point. If you stop listening to me ten minutes in, you're going to miss the point. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go against the grain this morning. I'm going to go against the grain of everything that's out there, because everything out there right now is doom, gloom, agony, and despair. And I, I, I mean, it's sad. Uh, Luke's gospel, the fourth chapter, the 18th verse, 19th, about through the 20th. uh, The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Say with me, God is here to heal. Isn't that amazing? God said, he sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those that are in prison. Wow. Wow. Jesus said, this is the year of the Lord's favor. Wow. And he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and set down all the eyes that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And then he began to say today, this day it is fulfilled in your hearing. Jesus sat down, coming out of the wilderness, defeating the devil with the power of the word, picks up Isaiah chapter 61, reads the prophecy from 800 years earlier and said, that's happening right now. That's what's happened in the middle of Roman occupation, in the middle of a crooked Herod, and in the middle of a pharisaical religious system, Jesus shows up and says, hey, favor is here. I'm here to heal, to set free. I'm here to do that. In the middle of this moment of darkness, in the middle of this bad time, I've come to declare the free favor of the Lord. I've come to declare that this is God's moment act. It's not really that hard to believe when you realize that in Genesis chapter 12, verse 2, that God promised Abraham that his favors would profusely abound upon Abraham's children. This really is in keeping with God's intent for humanity. God has intended from the very beginning to pour out his unmerited grace, his favor. Have you ever had a favor done to you? A favor is something you didn't earn, something you couldn't get. It's it's probably the opposite of what you deserve. But if you live in that favor, then you can expect great things to be taking place. Galatians chapter 3 says that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles, upon you. This favor, this goodwill, this this joy, that's what the word means. This benefit, this healing, this miracle, this undeserved, unearned reality. It's amazing to me how many people think God has changed his mind. It's amazing to me that people think God's different today. That just because this happened or that happened, that God's reality and his reaction to any time in any generation is to do anything other than favor the believers. In the midst of the darkest of moments, that's the best time to turn on the light. In the midst of the moments when it doesn't look like things are going to go well, this is the moment to believe that God's favor is upon our lives. This is the moment to believe that God's will, God's missions, God's plan for you and me is to bestow his unmerited goodness and power upon each and every one of us. And none of it is dependent upon anything you're listening to in the news. Not one iota of God's blessing depends on who's in office. Not one. It doesn't depend on nothing. Because God doesn't use the things of this world. He uses things that are out of this world to bring his favor to bear on our lives. Look at his neighbor and say, thank God it's not dependent upon you. Thank God it's not dependent upon my neighbor's opinion of me. Thank God it's not even dependent upon my behavior. It's all dependent upon God's love for me. And that I am one of those people that are blessed and highly favored. See, one of the hardest things for humanity to realize is that God likes them. He just likes you. God likes you. Just because your neighbor doesn't like you doesn't mean God doesn't like you. God likes you. And he favors you. He's for you, not against you. He's working for your good and not right? And it's hard to accept that at this moment, God has decided to do you a favor. Think about how bad it was. I mean, the world was sad, sad, sad. God was getting ready to pour out this flood and Noah found favor in a very dark moment. Say Noah found favor. He he found goodness in that moment. It's interesting how Moses with all the children of Israel in bondage over there under Pharaoh. And they were making bricks without straw. But the Bible says Moses found favor. Joseph, he found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Isn't that interesting? David, it says David, found favor in the eyes. Gideon, Gideon was in a tough time. Gideon was getting ready to eat his last biscuit and die. Gideon was hiding out in a cave and he's going to make this biscuit and then he was going to die. But the Bible says he found favor. Say favor. favor. See, if you factor in the favor of God, whatever's going on in the world doesn't really matter. Right. If you know you're favored of God and God's for you and not against you, then whatever's spinning out there has nothing to do with you because you're favored. And the king is about to do stuff in your life that, oh my goodness, touch your neighbor and say, You stay that way, but I'm going to live favored. You stay negative. You go ahead. You stay. Have you noticed how many people are negative, cynical? You to think that after November, whatever it was, that ripped the rug out from under them. Listen, my faith has never been in the things you vote in. Not one time have I ever had faith in what you voted in. Not one time did I think the manipulations of human beings could determine my outcome. My outcome's determined by God. My outcome's determined by the one that died and rose again for me. I live in the shadow of the Almighty, not in the shadow of who sits in a White House. Are you? Get over it good God. Well, don't you think that? No, I don't think that. I believe I'm the favorite of God. I believe that God showed up in the midst of bad times and saved my sorry soul and sent me, yep. man, I'm going to have the best year I've ever had. Yeah. I'm going to live in the best season I've ever lived in. I'm, I'm going to be above and below, uh, uh, not below. I'm going to, some of you are going, listen, he's going to reveal his power towards those who believe the rest of you stay negative just says, go ahead, cry in your soup. I'm just going to go ahead and experience the power and the presence of God in this moment of my life. You go ahead and stay depressed. I think I'll get out from under it. Yes. Oh, you're not. Yeah. He has blessed us. He has favored us. Gideon was sitting there. Daniel found the favor of God. Listen, Daniel was led by a ring in his neck into captivity. And he said, I ain't eating your food. His three friends said, I'm not bowing to your idol. Idols are coming down, by the way. He said, I'm not bowing. I'm not bowing. They found favor and they became the prime ministers of the captive armies of that moment. Listen, Mary was blessed and highly favored. That's why she conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit. Unless you believe you're favored, you can't conceive a thing. Until you know you're favored, you can't receive a word from God. Once you know you're favored, then you can receive a prophetic word. Most people are not living in the prophetic of God because they don't think they're good enough to receive a hopeful message from God. So they just live in the negative repercussions of the vomiting of men. Oh, well, say with me, I'm favored. Prophesy to me. I'm favored. Tell me something good's about to happen. I'm favored. I'm expecting God to make me better than I ever have been. This gonna be the best year of my life, best season of my life, best time of my life. I'm had, listen. I'm 62, be 63 this year. I'm having more fun today than I've ever had in my life. Amen. Oh, you're, you're just just sit there, because I'm gonna to prophesy to you. You're blessed, if, even if you don't know it. And most people are living in the ignorance of not knowing. They're, 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 say with me. I'm blessed. I love what Paul says. He says, when I am weak, then he is strong. He said, my grace, his unmerited favor is sufficient. His unmerited favor is all that I need. I love what the NLV says. He said, my gracious favor is all you need. My power works best in your weakness. Did you know his power works best when you have none? Did you know his power will be present when you feel like you have nothing? He'll wait till you're too old to have a child and then you'll have one. He'll wait until your your, your your ship is going down. And then he'll say, no, I'm going to work favoring your life. Listen, America, get over yourself. You're not going to bless yourself. Only God's going to bless you. Church, we are not America. America is not the church. The church is the church, and America is America. They're not the same thing. Would you please recognize that the church is going to triumph over evil, that no weapon formed against us can stand or prosper, that nothing will overcome us, that we've survived for 2,000 years in every nation, of the world and in all time that god is sufficient in this moment if we'll get our eyes back on the lord and not on all this other stuff touch your neighbor and say i'm blessed and highly favored i'm gonna live as a favored individual i'm gonna recognize in the moment of this time though i did not choose this time i know how to react to this time i did not choose this set of circumstances. I did not choose this time of situation, but I got news for you. Greater is he that's on the inside of us than he that's in this world. God knew what day this would be. God knew all the maturations. All we have to do is stay focused on the God that's with us and in us. America, you've gotten high on the wrong stuff. You've been smoking the wrong stuff. We've supposed to have been smoking the word. We're supposed to have been token on something better than this. <laughs> Listen, you've settled for stuff. Listen, you have favor with God. You have the power of God. Peter said, set your hope fully, only, totally on God's favor. Say with me, my hope, my hope is on God's favor. My hope. my hope is that he will do for me that which I cannot do for himself, that I can factor in the very favor of God. I digress only slightly because I love my wife. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains the favor of the Lord. Listen, if you have a good wife, you're living in favor. If you just chased after her for lust, you got a problem. But I'm telling you, when you find a wife and not a girlfriend, when you find a wife and not someone to serve you, when you recognize that a wife is a gift from God to bless you, you have favor. You hear me, most people go out looking for relationships based on what they can get out of it rather than based on the reality that God gives us relationships, specifically in our marriages. And that when we begin to appreciate the relationships that God has given to us, we will live in the favor of God. It's been my high pleasure to be Anita's friend for over 30 years. That's a favor to me. That's, that that, that, that's, listen, the friendships you have in your life will either bring favor in your life and it'll be based on how you look at them, how you perceive them. My mother-in-law turned 94 on, on uh, Thursday, I think next week, next, Next, this, okay. She'll turn 94. She'd tell me every person in this world is here for a reason. Sometimes it'll show you what not to do. You'll catch up in a minute. You can learn from anybody meaning that everybody's a blessing to you he who finds a wife finds a good thing obtains the favor of the Lord I love that Paul says this is the day of the Lord's favor right now the proverb writer says that his favor lasts a lifetime favor doesn't come and go favor stays the same God doesn't change he said if this is the day of the favor if this is the year of the favor then his favor is still here he'll never not favor you say with me I'm going to remain favored no matter what you think I'm going to remain favored no matter what seasons come and go. I'm going to remain favored no matter who's there, who's there, who's this, who's that. I'm going to be the favorite of God. And it lasts forever. This message this morning is about how to live in the favor of God even when things don't look good. How to live in the favor of God even in the face of challenges. How to live encouraged in the midst of a discouraging culture. How to live in the moment that God has given to us and know that the moment doesn't define us. But that we define the moment that we carry within us the seeds of greatness, that we carry within sight of us the seeds of his reality. I love the book of Joshua. The book of Joshua comes back into this moment where they're about to go in and possess the land. They're about to go in and and, and have everything that God said. And he looks at Joshua, and it's interesting to me how Joshua would have waited all these years, but I think Joshua was afraid. Joshua chapter 1, verse 5. And he looks at Joshua and says, No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. No man, say with me, no man, the, the gates of hell will not prevail. No man will stand against you all, that no wicked shall touch you, they'll not snatch you out of my hands. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, say with me, as I was, so I will be. As I was with Moses, I could take you to the book of Hebrews and show you that he contrasts Moses' house to Christ's house. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Fear not. I'll never leave you. I'll never. As I was with Jesus, so I will be with you. As I was with the disciples, so I'll be with you. As I was with them when they faced their moment, I will be with you. I will never change. Every time, as I was with Moses, as, as I was, I still am. As I was, I still am. When I, when I did part of the sea, when I called out, I am still the same. This book is a story about how you possess the promises of God. Be strong. It's going to take courage to break with the herd. It's going to take courage to stand up to the negativity and say no. It's going to take courage to stand up to all the cynicism and the distrust and say no. It's going to take courage to be positive. It's going to take courage to have hope because I got news for you. I've watched the American church. She's gone so negative in the last six months, it makes me want to vomit. It's easy to pick on people. It's easy to put people down. It's easy to think things are bad. Listen to me. God promised me his favor. He promised me his blessings. And every time I lay hands on somebody, I haven't got time to hear the negative stuff going through my mind. When I lay hands on somebody, I've got to have the power of God working in my life. I haven't got time to listen to the dribble that's going on about all this other stuff. We need the power. If God's got to fix it, God will fix it. Because I know that I'm living in the favor of God. God showed up and he said, I'm here to set you free. And he has not changed his mind. What is the exceeding greatness of his power towards those who believe? Believe, 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 believe that God is good. Believe that God is for you and not against you. Believe that. Joshua was talking about possessing the land. Ephesians chapter 1 is about possessing the spiritual blessings of God. Ephesians chapter 1 says that all the blessings of God have been made available to you. Joshua is a shadow and a type of possessing the land. Ephesians is a story about possessing all the spiritual realities of God. See, the world's fighting in the world's way, but we fight in God's way, not with weapons. You can't return evil for evil. Stop it. Stop it. You can't fight evil with evil. You fight evil by turning the other cheek. You fight evil by forgiving. You fight evil by being better than that. That's how you stand up to this thing. You you understand that nothing can stop you, so you just stand there. Jesus surrendered to that reality and the power of God was released in every area of his life. Be strong and very courageous. Stand up against the flow of it. Stand up against the negativity of it. Stand up against it and recognize the battle is the Lord's and not yours and be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. That power, that strength, as I was with Moses, this favor, this power of his presence, that God is with us. And he's with us now, even in this moment, Frodo, even in this moment, Gandalf. You don't get to choose the time you live in, but you do get to choose how you respond to this time. I'm going to respond to this time with the knowledge that he never leaves nor forsakes, that he's always with me, that he's going to take all this together and I'm going to be better than I ever was before. Can I tell you, my grandchildren are going to be better than they were before. The church is going to grow better than it's ever been before. You're going to see signs and wonders and miracles like you've never seen before because you didn't succumb to the rivers of Negativity. Man. Oh, you're not listening. Uh-huh. Hear me. You got to turn. You can't turn from the left or to the right. You got to stay focused. See, God's presence is guaranteed, but His promises are for those who believe. That's right. God's presence is for everyone. But many people are so stuck in reading this that they're missing the promises coming to pass in their life and they can't figure out why. And they start blaming somebody. They start blaming somebody. Well, it must be because you're bad. It must be because we've let too many homosexuals in America. That's probably why my promises aren't come to pass. Oh, notice how quiet it gets in this Holy Ghost church. See, God's presence is with us, but if there wasn't this much sin in America, then we would have the promises. You're silly. The sin of humanity has never stopped God from being good. Never once. In fact, in spite of your sin, He came and saved you. It's not the, block, it's not the presence of sin that keeps the power of God, it's your judgment of other people that keeps the power of God from coming. Judge not. Oh, my God. I'm not afraid of sinners. In fact, I like all of you. (laughs) You'll get it in a minute. Martha, Martha, we ain't never coming back here. Yeah, I know. I get it. See, hear me. God's presence is promised, but his promises depend on whether or not we're willing to live in the grace and the mercy of God. Joshua is still facing giants. There's still giants out there. I mean, there's Canaanites and Hittites and Jebusites. We have a, we have a, if we're not careful, we reduce it to cellulite. Listen, you're not fighting cellulite. That's called food. Going to fast, do something. But can you imagine Joshua standing there going, oh my God, we've been here before. We have been here. Have you ever felt like you've been here before? America's been here before. Can I tell you? America's been in real doo-doo before. You'll get it in a minute. You have been in real doo-doo before. We have had some real challenges before. And instead of going, hey, this is another moment that God's going to really, we're going, oh my God. We've been here before. Joshua's going, we've been here before. These people are still, they've listened to people die for 40 years. Oh my God, he didn't take us in the last time. Maybe what's going to happen? See, we carry around the memory of the past to the degree that it affects the moment. See, we carry around the past and we allow the past to determine this moment. But Kent, We're prophetic people. The past does not determine my present. The future determines my present. I have a prophetic future. That prophetic future is that I am a child and a son of God. And because of my future, I live in my present. I'm not living based on what's happened. I'm living based on what God's told me and promised me. I'm living with my eyes in the future. And because I see that, I can live in this time that looks a little bad, but I can live in this moment because I know what the future is. See, prophecy at its best brings hope. At its very best, it causes you to understand that that thing that happened then, that thing that happened over there, that those things do not determine this moment. That just because it didn't go well, what if it, what if, what if, what if? Joshua's standing there looking at that, and you got to realize that the thing on the inside is actually greater than the giant we we had to turn around go back out into the wilderness see america there's an inner healing coming there's an inner healing where you get over that feeling of shame where you get over that feeling of failure where you get over that feeling of fear that maybe this giant is too big we need an inner healing to recognize that greater is god that's on the inside of us Joshua was standing there having to get over the cynicism, the distrust, the doom, the gloom, the sky is falling, oh my God. The last time we were here, people talked themselves out of going into the promised land because they were looking at the giants and not at God. The last time we had this opportunity, fear caused them to forfeit their moment. I'm I'm really concerned today that the American church, because of fear that things didn't turn out the way they wanted them to turn out, that God has somehow changed His mind about blessing us. That didn't change God's mind about nothing. God's the same that He was before then. See, we have to get this inner healing going on. We have to move out of that fear that's on the inside of us. I can remember 2012. I remember it very well. There's things down on the inside of us that we don't even know it's there. We swear they're not there. We're, we're, we're adults, it's not there. And Terry put me in this plumber's truck called a Peugeot. You ever seen a Peugeot? Ugliest thing you've ever seen in your life. little mini van. And he took me to Gibraltar. And Gibraltar is really high, and it's about this ride. And he gets to that thing that's got a five-speed, and he's driving up over it. And we get halfway to the top of it, and I'm scared. I am afraid that, listen, he can't drive a five-speed. He drives an automatic. Just because that car is pretty doesn't mean he knows how to drive it. It's got an automatic in it. (laughs) And he's driving on top of it, and I get scared. I stop this thing. What? And I got out. And I walked the other three miles off top of that mountain. Because there was something in me. And he laughed at me. And about five months later, Dale took me to the mountains over in Colorado and did the same thing to me. See, there are issues down inside the American church that they have never admitted are there. And they have more faith in who they can vote in than the who is on the throne. And that has to go. They have more faith in what they can manipulate than what they can worship. That has blocked the power of God. Because you and I are never going to manipulate things and get them into the right place where it's all lined up. And now then, God, we are blessed. No, listen, there's nothing lined up. And God blesses you anyway. You don't deserve it. You don't earn it. God's going to break through the stupidity of humanity and reveal his goodness and his grace and his mercy in spite of the dumbness of us. That's what makes God so great. The point is this morning is are we going to stand up and believe that we're the favorite of God even in the midst of the times that we're in? Even in the midst of the Lord of the Rings, even in the midst of all the evil that's spinning out there, do we understand this is a setup for God to show who He is? Oh, you're getting awful quiet on me. You know why? Because I'm ripping the rug out from under the religion of politics. I'm saying, no, that's never been it. Never will be, never has been, never can be. My faith is in God. Period. God can speak through a donkey. Go look in the mirror. He does it free day (laughs) he'll use things you would reject he'll use things that you couldn't stand he'll use bad things to do good things it's crazy we are standing on the preface of one of the greatest movements of god there's ever been i was talking to our pastor from larnard larnard kansas 60 70 member church He's telling me yesterday that when COVID hit, one of his workers works for the casino and she had to move. And so she goes to Arizona, still working at a casino. And her break on Sunday morning is right during the sermon. So she pulls her phone out. And when she's on break in the casino, are you getting the story? So she's watching Pastor Mike from Larner, just his little church in Larner, Kansas. And and now they had to move two TVs into the break room because now uh, in in Arizona at the casino, this little girl from is, and they're watching Pastor Mike preach from Leonard, Kansas. And there's 20 people. That's cool. That's cool. cool. Nobody knows Mike. Nobody knows Leonard, Kansas. Nobody knows nothing. Right. But here she is in a casino. witnessing. Can I tell you, there is stuff going on that you don't even know. There is stuff happening that is miracles and signs and things are taking place. And if you're not careful, you'll miss the reality of the good stuff that's happening in the midst of COVID because you're going, oh my God. Right. See, God's trying to reveal inside of us those toxic realities that have blocked the blessings of God because we got caught up in the things of this world. No, oh, don't shout me down. <laughs> now, I get two amens every once in a while. Lord, I don't know about See, most people spend more, so much time talking, listening to themselves and not enough time talking to themselves. You're going to have to talk yourself out of that negativity. Why well, so downcast, old my soul? Put your hope in God. Yeah, right. Put your hope in the reality that God has come to reveal to you His favor, to heal. Can I tell you, the very baseline of God's favor is healing. It's the very baseline. God comes to heal our bodies to heal what's on the inside, to bring about this reality that God has intended for us to walk in the wholeness of his life. Every time he delivers them, he says there was no sick or feeble or stumbling among them. None. Say none. Man, that's our prophetic destiny there's no sick, feeble, no stumbling among us. I love what Exodus says. I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord that's determined to restore and renew. I am the Lord that will remove sickness from your midst. I'll send my word and I'll heal you and deliver you from all destructions. I'll bring them out and they'll walk in this. He said, the son of righteousness shall come with healing in his wings. Uh, I love what Isaiah says. The eyes of the blind will open, the ears will hear, and the lame will leap like a deer. and The tongue will sing and the waters will burst forth with, wilderness, with streams of living water. I love what Isaiah says, by his stripes we are. Did God change? God never changes. God's the same. What he's really waiting for us is to receive it. What he's really doing is waiting for us to believe it. The Bible says if you believe, you receive. Why don't you act like you've already got it? Why don't you act like you've already all been vaccinated with the power of God? Why don't you all act like you've already received the power of God that will overcome every virus, overcome every shortcoming? Why don't we just start living in the gratitude of his gifts? Yes. Why don't we start thanking God for what? Can, how many of you, this? you survived 2020. Yes. Look at your neighbor and say, you survived. Some of us got sick, some of us got better. Some of us still battle, but we're here. We've overcome. We're going to, are you listening to me? But we're, we're so busy watching everything else, listening to everything else, listening to every conspiracy. Can I tell you something? They're lying to you. They're lying to you, and you're buying it. And the power of God has been so good to us in 2020. So good to us. You've eaten. Some of you gained weight. Don't go there. Why do you think I called a fast? I didn't call a fast to get God's attention. I called fast to help you get healthy. Because some of you did nothing but eat bonbons all for nine months, and you get, never mind. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm blessed. As I started thinking about it, I'm blessed. I I could be happy. I could. I could. I could make up my mind to live in this moment that God always comes to heal. I love John the Baptist. John the Baptist was facing his own beheading. He's facing his own beheading. He wasn't choosing that moment, but he was facing his own beheading. And, and, And he sent a message and he said, Are you the one? Uh, If I want to lose my head, I want to know, sure, I I want. I mean, I'm going to lose my head here because I'm, but I want to know, are you the one? And the Lord said, telling people are getting healed. Telling people are getting healed. Can I just tell you, it's worth losing your head if you know that Christ is there? See, when you really understand that when Christ is here, he begins to restore and to heal and to renew and to revive. And that by his stripes, Peter says, we are. Luke chapter 5 says, the power of the Lord was present to heal. The power of the Lord. Can I tell you something, church? The power of the Lord is here yes. to heal. Amen. He has never turned the power off. The power of the Lord is here. Yes. He said, when the Holy Spirit comes, you shall receive power. The power of the Lord is is in America. The power of the Lord is in the church. The power of the Lord is in you. How many got an iron? How about a curling iron? I hate curling irons. You got curling irons? Yes. How many of you know, the thing doesn't work unless you plug it in? How many of most of them got a switch on it? You got to turn it on. Look at your neighbor and say, turn it on. <laughs> I'm here. You don't feel nothing. Turn it on. You know how you turn on the power of God? Praise praise when you begin to thank God. It says he inhabits that you want to turn the power of God on your life. Start thanking God for the power that's in your house. Start thanking God for the power that he's put in there plug that thing in and begin to praise God because he inhabits. It says his praise. So I've been so used to what listen if you begin to praise God for the power of God. The power of the Lord was present to heal them. Many of them did not get healed. Many of them did not get healed. And the reason many of them did not get healed is they were too busy going, yeah, but. Every time I go to pray for someone for a physical healing, I got news for you. The devil starts running down this list of people that I prayed for and didn't look good. Every time. Every time. Because the enemy has a way of just putting to you every blockage of every negativity. It just shows me Dale every time. This shows me. But can I tell you, it takes courage. Yeah. It takes courage to keep coming back and laying hands on people. It takes courage to stand in the midst of negativity and say, listen, this is the year the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. It takes courage to stand here and say, No, I'm not listening to that negativity because the favor of God is on us. It takes courage to stand there in the midst of it and go against the herd. It takes courage. It takes courage to say, My hope is not in the idols of this world, but my hope is in the God that's on the throne. It takes courage. Because it's easier, but it's never been—it's never been easy to stand and have faith in the middle of a dark time. Never. It's never been—it's never been apropos to stand there and just prophesy. No, we'll win and not lose. We're going higher than we've ever gone before. Plug that thing in and begin to praise God. See, it takes a climate for healing to operate. There's a port. I, I've actually been right close to it. I haven't been right in it, but I've been close to it. There's a port up in. Uh, northern Russia, Siberia, and it's one of the greatest ports uh, of all the ports of the world. And there's fishing vessels, submarines going out of there. But about this time of year, it goes to 120 below zero. And there's so much ice that that port is closed. It's still the port, but it is so frozen, nothing can get in and get out. Can I tell you something? The American church is so frozen to the power of God. She has so put her hope in things other than the favor and the power of God. She has so turned her way against the Holy Spirit. But hear me. All you have to do is begin to praise God. And that power, come right back on. The power of the Lord is here. The power of the Lord is present. If you'll disengage from things of this world and begin to change the climate, because the climate of the power of God will never work in bitterness. The power of God will never work in hate. The power of God will never work in hate when you make them the enemy. And I don't care who them is to you, but whenever you make anybody the enemy, and they the bad people, they the wrong people, the power will go off. It only works in forgiveness, in grace, in mercy. It only works when you turn the other cheek, go the second mile. I'm as offended as you are by some of the stuff I've watched in America in the last couple of weeks. But hear me grace, mercy, forgiveness for all. Listen, you you wanna know what my thing is? Pardon everybody. Forgive everybody. You really wanna know where I'm at? Forgive everybody. I'm done with the whole thing. I'm done with all of it. Let's reset. Let's start over. I'll forgive you, you forgive me. I'll forgive them, you forgive me. I believe in the midst of forgiveness. I love what MLK says. Forgiveness is not an occasion, it's a constant attitude. Yeah. 70 times seven. Listen, I got to forgive me every moment or two because I'm that stupid. I got to forgive me all the time. Listen, America, we have to go back to forgiving other people, recognizing the differences of other people, and realizing nobody, they're not evil. Quit putting evil on the face of a human being. There's one who is evil. His name's the devil. Right. Are you listening to me? I want the power of God to come from my grandchildren. And that means I'm going to forgive everybody. That means I'm going to love everybody. That means I'm going to go the second mile, turn the other cheek. I'm going to live this. This is not a theory to me. I wouldn't be here 35 years later if I believed anything different. I believe that the power and the grace of God can change everything. Conquer. Notice how quiet it gets. I thought you were a spirit-filled bunch of people. I just The God's favor is so strong. It says, whosoever sins you forgive, they are. Is that, that's what my book says. I, 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 the Bible says, "Whosoever sins, you forgive." So I'm gonna forgive Kent, and he gonna forgive me. Guess what just happened? Power. Guess what we can do right now? We begin to agree with each other. That God just begins to heal people. So won't we forgive people that we don't like? Won't we forgive people? We're, this is not a theory. This is the only way Christianity works. It's the only way the favor of God happens. Anita and I would not have stayed friends all this year if we hadn't forgiven each other. And Harold, I could tell stories. (laughs) Because we can fight. (laughs) Annie and I would not have been married for 40, how many years? 40, a long time. (laughs) I give up. (laughs) You know the best way, you know the best way to end an argument? Y'all know the best way. You're right. It's the best way. You're not getting it. You win. You cheated. You win. Who cares? God's God. Yeah, but, yeah, but. No, yeah, but. You win. I would rather have the power of God than be right. I would rather have the power of God when I go to lay hands on Hawks instead up here and danced and pulled on his mother and was a pain. But he's alive. Amen. He's alive. I'd rather have him alive than be right. Sorry. I'd rather have Sean alive than be right. Listen, get out of that stuff. The favor of God is here. Above all, have fervent love for one another, for by this we cover a multitude of sins. Do not repay evil for evil, but love one another. It is not ours to choose the time, but it is ours to choose our response to this time. The Bible says the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up, and if he's committed any sins, he will be forgiven. You can either be thermometer on the wall or you can be a thermostat you can either change the climate in your life by forgiving people or you can hold on to stuff i would much rather change the climate of the culture than i would about just reading the temperature that's outside i'm going to live in the favor of god back in october the lord spoke to me said i need you to pull away so i went to missouri a little trailer house that annie and i have I went by myself, didn't take my beautiful wife, just went me. Four, four and a half days, actually. And I got caught. I got caught in this thing. I got caught in this place. and I, I, I read my Bible through at least once, partially, the second time. And, and all, all I could do is pray. Every time I turn around, all I could do is pray. I go down to get a hamburger, and I, all I could do is pray in tongues. I got to where I would text the order in so I could go get it. Because if I walked up and started talking to the lady, she thought I was from Singapore. I was serious. I got caught. And and, uh, that little place looks out over this great big valley and it's mountains and hills. And and I looked up off the floor. Tana's been there. She, She looked up and you look out over that valley and I looked out over that valley and I could see every evil, just think of Lord of the Rings, think of all those gargoyles out there flying over that huge valley. And I could see them. And when I saw them, I could see these huge angels standing there holding them back. And the Lord said, I need you to disengage from the social issues of this moment because they are but symptoms of a spiritual warfare that's going on for the souls of men. Bam! I wrote that down. Listen, there's a spiritual battle going on, but it's not for office. There's a spiritual war going on, and it's not for your politics. There's a spiritual war going on for the lives of the souls of men and women. We need to get back to that. Are you listening to me? So I need you to disengage because a man, a soldier of the Lord, 1, 2 Timothy chapter 3, does not get engaged or entangled in the affairs of this world. And the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God for the pulling down. He said, I need you to engage right here. I need you to stop. He said, because in the next season of your life, my power, my presence, and my prophetic word will become natural to you. Wow. I love all of you, and I love everything you're posting, and I think it's all cool, and it's wonderful, and lovely. But as for me, I want the power and the presence and the prophetic of God more than any other time I've ever known in my life. And I begin to write things down, and that's when the verse came to me, Ephesians chapter 1, for the eyes of your understanding might be enlightened that you might know the hope of his calling. What is the riches of the inheritance of the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards those who believe? And he began to speak to me. He said, This is going to be the most powerful moment that you've ever experienced. And he said, Tell the people, tell them that if they believe, I'm going to release my power into their lives. I- I'm telling you, I wrote, I- I'd lay back down on the floor, I'd get back up, I'd go for a walk, and I'd see these angels holding us back. I'd see these demonic forces, and I'd see these angels. It wasn't two weeks, and we stood here, and you had a very similar vision she were trying to explain i've got and and as i this was three and a half four days (laughs) i would go lord this is not what you're hearing he said this is going to be a time of great joy time of great healing a time of the miraculous going to be an exceeding great power can i tell you i've got it in my notebook sitting on my desk i went god no one's going to believe this he goes that's okay say it anyway Declare it anyway, because there are people that want to believe in the power and the presence and the prophetic of God. It'll take courage, Quentin. It'll take courage to stand up and go against the tide and say, This is the greatest moment you've ever had. This is the greatest opportunity you've ever had. In the midst of this moment, Jesus came to reveal favor and power. I wrote it down, and some of it I've shared with you along and The other night when Kent called me, I I was struggling because I I knew what the Lord was saying to me to share. And and, and his words to me, you just keep sharing the favor of God. He had no clue. He said, you just keep telling people to live in joy. He had no clue. So, So this was about day three. Do you mind if I read it to you? All deception will be destroyed. All division will be defeated. And all disappointment will disappear. Step up and step out of the boxes of your mind for the impossible is now possible. Don't evaluate what you see with your natural eyes. Listen to me. Walk with me. I'm taking you into another level, another dimension. You've never been here before. I have opened doors no man can shut. I have shut doors no man can open. I'm expanding my kingdom and all the people will know that I am God and none other. That I hold the future. Say what I say. Do what I do. Don't back up now. Don't shrink back. Have faith in my favor. I'm giving you opportunities that you've never had before. I'm making a way where there is no way. Many who have never broken through will break through for the very first time. Say what I say. Do what I do. And you will see my favor on you. Don't look with your eyes. No, look with your heart. Your eyes will say no. But your heart will shout yes. This is the time when everything will be blessed. Hear me, you stay swimming up that negative stream. I'm gonna believe that God came to restore favor to me and to my house. And I'm gonna believe that in the midst of the darkest moment that many people think we've lived in our seasons, in the midst of COVID, in the midst of all this, I'm gonna believe that God's still God. I've always believed that by the word, but when I found it on my face in that prophetic, and I gotta tell you, I still get up every once in a while and I see those things. They're ugly. But then I'll see this angel and I can either focus on the angel or I can focus on the ugly. I can either focus on God's prophetic word or I can focus on all the spin that goes on. As for the Father's house, I'm believing this is going to be the year of the greatest healing you've ever experienced. Both inside and outside. Outside. I'm going to keep praying, laying hands on people. Listen, I'm going to go back to serving communion. I'm going to run back at this thing. I'm going to start healing and prayer lines. We're going to think through it just a minute. You're going to stand a little bit. Listen, we're going to be wise, but we're going to go back. Am I making any sense? The question is, is this anybody going to stand with me? That's the real question. The real question is whether we can overcome all that stuff. To stand back up and say, we're the people of God. We're the favorite of the Lord. And we're going to step out in it. We're going to live in it. We're going to watch it happen. Oh, my. It's hard to do when everything around you wants to go, oh, my God. Right? It's hard to do when you want to get out of the Pujo and walk over the mountain. It's hard to do when you want to kick that motorcycle off top of that mountain because you're scared. Be strong. Be very courageous. This is the moment. This is his moment. Listen, I, I'm going to be 90 someday. I am. I'm going to live, be 90. I'm going to live older than that, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach till I'm 92. How do you know? He told me 40 years ago, maybe 35. Right? He told me, you're going to preach till you're 92, and then if you want to, you can keep going. So when I'm 92, my great grandkids asked me, What did you do in 2021? What did you do? Almost I believed God. Believed in His favor. Believed in His mercy. I forgave what I thought was wrong. I loved that which I thought was. That's what I'm going to do. Why should this time be any different than any other time? Amen. Again, some of you are looking at me like you don't know what to do with any of it. My power works best in the midst of your weakness. Works best. Look at somebody and say, I'm favored. I'm healed. I'm whole. Hallelujah. Everywhere. Every one of you. Right out of the heart of America. I believe there's a power and a revival coming out of the heart of America. I don't believe it's coming from the East Coast and the West Coast. You don't wonder what I think about the East Coast and West Coast. I'm forgiven the East Coast and the West Coast. I'm forgiven. You're not listening to. I'm forgiven. How about we start our own news channel from the heart of America. From the heart of America. Out of the heart of America, there's a cry coming. Be blessed and highly favored. Out of the heart of America, turn your eyes back on the Lord. Out of the heart of America, there's a people that's turning. Oh, come on. Why don't we take back home? Don't, we don't have to charge. this. I don't have to charge any house. I'm living in his house. I don't. Again. Wow. Father, I pray this morning that faith would come by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I pray this morning that every individual would evaluate the words that I've spoken. I pray that, Father, if they ring true in the hearts of anyone, that they would grab them and put pressure on it. I pray this morning for healing in every house and every heart and every home. I pray for finances and expansion. Listen, I ain't got time. I believe there's going to be an increase of wealth in the body of Christ unlike anything you have ever known. I believe there's going to be a transfer out of the world into the normal Father, in Jesus' name, a humbly come and humbly serve. Hey, I hope the message truly inspired you today. If it did, do a couple things for me. Subscribe to our show and it'll just drop right into your feed and you can stay current with all that we're doing. The second thing is, is if you've been impacted by this ministry, you can click the link right there in front of you and you can become one of our givers. And that'll help us to keep spreading the gospel and the good news around the world. Everyone needs to hear the good news right now, maybe more than any other time. So God bless, and I'll see you next time.